Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, tonight I'd like to go over uh, two different subjects. Uh, the first one is the word stone. And um, I'm going to talk about the Jasper and Sardius stone. Somebody asked me this question today, and I answered it. Um, and I thought it'd be good to put in a Bible study because it's kind of related. And then the other part I want to talk about briefly on here is the hill, valley, and mountain. In particular, how um, Joshua caused the sun and the moon to stop, and the Lord heard him and obeyed him. And um, it's just really important for us because you think about what God is going to do you understand he's willing to do many things, but we have to be righteous and we have to understand what we're doing uh, at this coming time when the troubles are here. Because great things he's going to do. He said he'd, we'll do greater things than he did because it's the time for the kingdom to come. So that's important for us to understand. Now, first off, let me explain this Jasper. They were asking me what the Jasper wall was, and I answered them. And you really need to look at two different verses uh, to understand what they're asking about is um, the Jasper wall. Basically, in uh, Revelation 21, it said uh, in verse 18, it tells you, this is at the bottom of the page, one of the notes, it says the constructions of its wall was of Jasper and the city was pure gold like clear glass. And then he talks about the foundations of the wall were adorned with all kinds. Well, he goes on and mentions Jasper again. The first foundation was Jasper and so on. But then take note what he had said in verse 18. He said the constructions of its wall was of Jasper. Well, how can it be like that? And uh, then say, uh, you know, then go and say the first foundation was Jasper. What he's talking about is the real meaning of Jasper is a very interesting one. And you'll get a better grip of this when you look at uh, Revelation 4 because he uses it again in a different way. In Revelation 4, 3, in, a, in the second page, it says, And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance. He's talking about the Lord, the Father. And it says, And there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. So we know that he's talking uh, in Revelation 21, sort of like he's talking here. It's, it's representing something more than just the stone. And and it goes back to the colors. What he's talking about here is uh, you go to the definition of Jasper, and I'm jumping back up to the first page of the notes, where it says where the ja- definitions of Jasper. And in the Greek, uh, in that particular verses, it's Strong's G2393. It describes a Jasper stone as being a precious stone of various colors. Some are purple, others are blue, others are green, and others are the color of brass. Now, what you're seeing here is what it's telling you is that Jasper is representing, he says, in, in, um, he's, he's telling us it's like a crystal. A crystal. In other words, it's, it's, it's reflecting these colors is what it is. It's, it's like pure stone, pure word, and it's reflecting the colors of the works because he's actually saying in Revelation 4 that it's, it's the Father, but yet he looks like this. What he's talking about is the Spirit is just 
emanating out of him. Remember when he tells us that we will shine like the stars in heaven? Well, that's what this is representing. This is actually coming forth and representing this color. And this is very important for us because when we get to be at in Daniel 12, 1 to 3, and I didn't put those verses in here, but it tells you in Daniel's uh, 12, 2 to 3, that it will shine like the firmament forever. The firmament has all of the words of God, all the spirits of God, and all the works of God. So the color representing the works and the spirit and so forth will be like the jasper and the sardis. Now, the sardis stone, he mentions it as well. Remember, in Revelation 4, he mentions it as being uh, a stone uh, that the father was like a jasper, a sardius stone in appearance. Sardius is the flesh color. Uh, that That's a, a salmon color. It's considered to be the flesh color. And when you go to the wall of the Revelation 21, you're talking about the sixth stone is the sardius stone. So you're again, seeing the same thing. The sixth is the, is the knowledge of the works of man. The knowledge, the spirit of the knowledge of the works of man, and that is the responsibility of man and the works. So all of these are reflecting these works. It's really telling us that everything is built upon the foundation of his words. That's what the stone is representing. And then it's telling us it's by the way of the spirit. So it's, it's given us a good testimony that these are of the way of the spirit. And that's how God is going to judge us, because what he says he's going to judge us by, John twelve forty eight, he's going to judge us by the spoken word that the Lord has spoken. He's going to judge us in these last days. And the Father is telling us that's how we're being judged. When he's sitting on that judgment throne, which is in the top of the firmament, because the uh, four living creatures are there and the elders are there, that means it's within the capstone and of the heavens, uh, which is uh, lower than his regular throne. This is the judgment throne that was set up, as he talks about in Daniel 7, uh, verse 9 to 10. So we see that in there. So I hope that is interesting there. You'll see, I mean, I think when you study that and dwell upon that a little bit, it's kind of interesting. It gives you a lot more feeling of when you when you actually put these stones, like you put them underneath your pillow, and sleep near them and so on, uh, you're, there's a lot more meaning to them. When you understand God has uh, assigned certain works and so forth that these represent. So it enables you when you're trying to communicate to the Lord to understand this is his example. This isn't ours. We didn't make this up. God did it this way. But you can do many things with this to communicate to the Lord. You just don't make traditions and you don't make your own will. You, God wants you to think. And that's uh, one of the wonderful things about this next point I'd like to talk about is the, the meaning of the valley and the hill. I gave you uh, a little chart there. Um, I guess it's page three. Um, it tells you uh, what the meaning of valley is, the meaning of hill, and the meaning of mountain. Um, they're important because they represent three different things. The valley, remember he tells us, we'll lay down in green pastures and um, you won't be afraid. The valley is used in the Bible a lot of different ways. You also, I, I don't have time to put it in here. I'm going to put it in the writing of the times. I'm going to explain that there's, there's many different valleys mentioned. Each of those valleys has a different work. And it's important to understand what, what they do because uh, you, you, when you're doing something and you're understanding the way of these things, like the green pastures, um, but the valley when... when um, 
Well, let me just go into what Joshua does here, and you'll get a better idea. I'm kind of stalling there, but when when I explain those different valleys in the writing, you'll you'll be able to get a different picture. It'll, it'll really help this understanding of this. But the the valley represents really the the fruit of our works. It's it's like the stomach, you know. It's 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 like in between the mountains and stuff. It's, it's like where the waters run down to, where where the rivers come to. Um, this is the place that you know that God pours out. And remember also, there's a valley in, uh, in uh, Jerusalem, I mean, in Israel. Um, they call it, uh, I think it's called the Rift. Uh, but it's from the Sea of Galilee all the way down to the Dead Sea, which is the lowest point on earth. And, you know, the rain hits the hills a lot. And the hills is where the Spirit is. As we see in the next thing there, it's the way of the walk, the desire, the Spirit of a person. And God pours out the the rain upon the, the hills and they run down into the, the valleys and the valleys is kind of like the feed off of that. But we're to, we're to seek God's hills, his way of his seven spirits. And it's like the, uh, it tells you in revelation 17, he uses the example that the harlot city, uh, which is all her works, all her ways in all the world. That's one of the meanings of it. it's not just the location of Rome. It's actually talking about they built their own way, their own spirit. They've done everything in reverse of God. And they've even uh, gone to the seventh spirit, which is why it has seven uh, high hills that God is going to destroy. And, and the reason of that is they've uh, put their own spirit in place. They, they've listened to the devil and they're walking in that way. And they've replaced God's jurisdiction. They've replaced his Sabbath day. They've done all these things, which is the way of the works of the spirit, the seven spirits. And that's the work of their desire. And that's why he says he's going to reduce all their high hills. But then in uh, Isaiah 58, and I think it's verse 13 or 14, it tells you in there that his people are going to walk on all the high hills because they're going to walk with the full measure of the seven spirits of God in this day because he's asking them to pour it out. So you can understand the way of the, the hill is really testified in many ways. It's testified in just the natural acts of the creation of of the regular walks, I mean, the regular works of rain and so forth. And that, you know, in Israel, they're totally dependent uh, upon rain because they don't have any natural rivers running into the country. So they have the, the uh, they have to depend on God's rain and he rains five months out of the 12 months of the year. They get, they get rain and they get a lot of rain. And it's like uh, I read where the rain that's in Jerusalem might be 24 inches a year. where down in uh, Jericho and near the, the Jordan river. It may only be uh, four inches in a year. Uh, that they get because of the the great drop off there and that what they call the rift um, and and they have the uh, plateau on the other side uh, so you got you got the plain along the coast and you got the high hills that run north south and then you got the rift that runs north south along the Jordan River and then you got the plateau on the other side so you have four different unique ways over there that God uses valleys he uses hills for those different things and then up the north part. You got uh, Mount Hermon and some of these great uh, mountains of the north. And, you know, God wants us to come to the mountain. The mountain is where the law is. The mountain represents firmament. And we're not, the, you know, these people have raised up themselves, made their own admiralty law. They made, you know, they just trample upon God, making themselves God, making themselves that they have all jurisdiction over particles, that they can make clones and all that. But they forget a very important factor. And that is that in um, 
uh, Genesis, I think it's uh, 8 or something like that. I, I put it in here. I, I can't remember. <laughs> Genesis 9. Genesis 9, the Lord makes a strong thing in verse 11. He says, This I establish my covenant with you. Never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood. Remember that the peoples are the waters. We're of the waters. And the other factor is, uh, he's saying all flesh. In another place, he says, never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. And then he talks about the, the, the he will cause the dry land to appear. That's one of the great things about the Noah and, and uh, coming out and seeing the dry land. And the dates that um, uh, people, Daniel's been talking about and others, uh, about the dry land appearing and so on. Well, the dry land is, is us. The Lord called the earth the dry land. The dry land he called earth. That's all the particles. When he's talking about the dry land, he's taking away the way the works of the waters, the way the works of the evil ones. And he's making it dry. That means he's going to refine the particles. That comes with the healing and the rest of that, which should be in the second month of the of the coming uh new Jubilee year. Uh, on the I think it, uh, like the 27th or something like that. When he's talking about the dry land, it's, it's, it's dry by that time. So we should see the healing. If it's this year, it should be the healing. It should come by that time and be available to the people. I'll have that in other writings so you can get more understanding of that. Let's go back up here and look at Joshua uh, and this thing about the um, the great work he did uh, at this time. On page, uh, I think it's page five there. Um, let's see. He's he's talking about the, the where did I put that? I think it's at the top of uh that page oh it's page four. And I I tell you right here, um where did I put this? Okay. Um it's on uh, it's the middle of that page. It says consider this account of Joshua in Joshua ten twelve. I should have moved that indentation over a little bit, sorry. Um but what he's talking about here is is this. He's, these people if you go back and look at what happened at this event, uh, Gibeon is these people who had turned to the Lord. Uh, not turned to the Lord, but they were in fear of the Lord and fear of the people of Israel. And so they tricked them into signing this agreement with them. Well, the good thing about this is that uh, Joshua did enter an agreement and uh, they, he thought they were far off, of people far off they weren't. Uh, they were right there. But these people were giants and strong as one of the royal cities. And you see this in the scripture uh, there in Joshua 10. And yet uh, the other kings, the five kings, the Amorite kings, all of them joined together and came and attacked or came up to attack Gibeon. Well, Gibeon was a very strong city and yet they were coming to attack it. And so they sent word out to Joshua to come and protect them uh, because uh, the other kings, the five powerful kings are coming against them. And the Lord told him, don't be afraid. Now, the key thing here I want you to catch on is that Gibeon means hill. And the hill, I've just explained to you the meaning of what the hill is. And um, this is the spirit of God, and he's talking about it. And then the valley, he said, uh, uh, the valley of Valley of Aishalon. Uh, the interesting thing about this means deer, the stag, the deer. The, and I've told you about the, the uh, I think it's Naphtali, the 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 blessing of the deer of the morning and the good words of the morning that they become real. God makes his knowledge known during the night and then in the morning they're real. Well, a really interesting thing about this, Joshua learned of this and he they they traveled all night to get there. 
uh, to defend Gibeon in the morning. They attacked and drove those people back, not being tired. You have to understand, they they went all night, and they're coming against giants and every other kind of person uh, in this type of thing, powerful armies. And they come against these guys, and they, they just wipe them out, and God attacks them also uh, for their pride and arrogance. And they were not afraid of God and coming up against them and... Uh, um, so anyway, you, you can read the whole story there. It's it's all there. I wanted to just make the point of when in Joshua ten twelve it says, Then Joshua spoke to the Lord in the day when the Lord delivered up the Amorites before the children of Israel. And he said in the sight of Israel, Sun, stand still over Gibeon, and moon in the valley of Isolan. In other words, he's saying, stand still over Gibeon, which is the hill, symbolic of the hill. And it's... Um, you know, lifted up, but it's it's actually saying when he says stand still, that remember that the sun and the heavens and that is it, as they go, they're continuing to judge, and the Lord had already judged these people, and what he's asking for is for it to stop and hold the judgment because that's why he said the Valley of Ashalon, which was the words that he gave him in the morning. And he told them to go forth and do this and get these people and to get them before they get back to their cities. And so that's what they did. And, and when he asked for this, God obeyed this because Joshua understood. And Joshua knew that he was speaking to the Lord in his pure language for the glory of the Lord before the people who were having trouble to understand the Lord and the way of the words and so forth. So he used this great example. And this is using the way of the hill. This is one of really important Words, very difficult for people to understand how to do, but I'll give more examples of that. But it's very important this time when you have maybe armies coming or maybe you have uh, these people coming along the coastline, like it said, and Henry Groover had that vision of the lava coming out of the ground. And as the Lord promised us in Revelation twelve sixteen, 16, um, that he would come at this time and uh, that the, the dragon would run away. And, it, and the fact of the Lord is said that the earth would open its mouth and help us. And they created that lava out there. So you can call forth the lava that they created and you can call it forth to go after them because the Lord said in Revel, uh, Zephaniah 3, 8, that he's coming with fire and he's going to be zealous for his word and jealous for his word at this time. And after he accomplishes, he's going to cause everybody to walk in the in the way of the pure language, as he says in Zephaniah 3, 9, uh, shoulder to shoulder. So this is an example of how you can uh, call upon the Lord to do that and why that would be true and why it will happen if you speak it in, in that manner, uh, because it is that time and it is uh, the blessing at this time. Okay. Uh, I think you can read uh, the notes. There's a lot more in there. And there's going to be a lot more in the in the time writing that I'm working on. Shall we go ahead and pray? Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for the greatness of your word, Lord. Father, anything's possible to those who will believe you. And Lord, all those who will seek after you, Lord, to get the words of wisdom and get the understanding of your seven spirits will be able, dear Lord, when they come into this time, when you've released the authority of the power of the word, Lord, that it will go forth and do what you ask it to do. We thank you, Lord, that you've given us examples and you've given us instructions throughout the scriptures. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to cause this word, this simple word tonight, dear Lord, to be able to be understood by people, that they could rejoice 
that this is not something afar off. Lord, we're at the time the war is coming. People can see even today's events, Lord, with this thing of their starting to begin to crack the economic market. And you know, Lord, that you were there with me, Father, and you heard the words from these people saying that they were going to bankrupt the United States and they're going to destroy the economy and they're causing everybody to lose the sovereignty in all the world of their nations as they bring them into this one world order. And they're going to reduce the population down to 99% reduction from where it is today. Father, we pray that you will cause the people to realize that these people are coming against all flesh. And Lord, you've shown us that it's by your spirit and by your word, dear Lord, that you will overcome these because the earth is ready to help the wisdom, the words of wisdom, as you said in Revelation 12. And Lord, it's not meant by the law that you made with the covenant of Moses, that the flood of the dragon's mouth, these words of the dragon, these works of the dragon are not allowed by your law to succeed. They cannot overcome and kill all flesh like they're trying to do and come up with this uh, created flesh of the clones that they plan to live forever in. Lord, they don't have authority over your particles. You said you wouldn't allow them to do that. You also said, Lord, the seasons and so forth would not change. And Father, and then you said you're coming with a new covenant to allow us to receive the fullness of the measure of the seven spirits so we have the wisdom and understanding of how to overcome these things. If we walk in righteousness, allow you to carry out the vengeance and allow it to be done by the Spirit of the Lord for the purpose, dear Lord, not of destroying people, but causing them to see your glory. And Lord, hopefully they will turn and come away from evil and turn to good. But if not, they bring the judgment upon themselves. And Lord, that is up to you and you're allowing it to be done. But Lord, for the protection of your people, for the glory of your name, glory of your word, we ask, Lord, to allow your words to be loosed for this great and wonderful time. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to walk upon our children. Dear Lord, we ask you to hold your hand upon them. Don't turn your face from them, Lord, and protect and keep them in this time. And Father, we even see that the whole earth, dear Lord, you say you talk about, dear Lord, on the face of the earth. Lord, you've put these things, dear Lord, like the hills and the mountains and, and the valleys there, dear Lord, for the greatness of the looks of the face of the earth, dear Lord, because your spirit is represented in all of them. Your works is represented in them. Lord, you've used all these things to bear witness to your truth. And Lord, we can call upon those things if we will believe you. We ask, dear Lord, that you be with our spouses, our parents, our brothers and sisters, their friends. Father, all those we've tried to speak to and all those who love you. Father, you said that you would bring many at this time out from the world. Lord, help them to believe what you said in John seventeen seventeen that they are brought out from the world by being sanctified by hearing your word and believing in your words and doing them like these great ones of old who understood and Lord, you, you responded to the voice of Joshua because he was filled with wisdom. You'd pointed him to lead and you gave him, dear Lord, and you even said in there, Lord, you fought for Israel. And Lord, you're going to fight, dear Lord, for your kingdom at this time. You're coming forth to fight for your kingdom. You say it's your great army. And Lord, we believe and know you will uphold all your word is true. We ask these things, Lord, and we ask you that your kingdom come. Our Father, we ask you, Lord, to bring peace on the earth, dear Lord, by overcoming all these things, causing these people to see your truth, causing them to walk in the knowledge of your word, even if under punishment, that they might turn from evil and, and do good. And Lord, select good. But if not, they choose their own judgment at this time. 
Father, we pray they'll be wise and not unwise. We ask you, Lord, to be with these people of the church. Father, you see all over the churches there, Lord. You told them in Zechariah 10.3 that you're angry at the shepherds and you're going to punish their goat herds. Lord, let these people understand their goat herds. All they have to do is look around the cities and see the idols and engraven images that are standing everywhere. And they do nothing about it. And they're allowing the admiralty law to run. And they're allowing their dollar bills to have pagan images. And they're using them and thinking it's wonderful. Lord, we pray that the shepherds will repent from their sins of negotiating with these leaders of the nations, Lord, when you told them to come out from them. We pray that they will open their doors and ask for the teaching of your words to enter in. Lord, we ask these things in thy precious name, that your will will be done on the earth and in the heavens above. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.